0: Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. I want to continue with that line of thinking. So in, the book, in 1 Corinthians, we'll start there. The title of my message is, I don't know if it's up there. Lawn chair Larry and speaking in tongues. How many are familiar with lawn chair Larry? I'm going to tell you about him in a minute. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, is that where I said we'd start? Okay. Mm -hmm. The apostle Paul is speaking to the, Corinthian church, and they were a pretty exciting church. They were pretty charismatic. Sometimes the charismatic world doesn't do justice to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, in fact, it scares a lot of people away. Nancy had mentioned my experience. I grew up in a pretty traditional uh, church, uh, and uh, we walked into this uh, spirit-filled church in the 70s kind of during the Jesus movement. And uh, like she said, I, I, I couldn't wait to get out of there. I mean, they were praising God loudly. I'd never heard that. And in tune. They were in tune, by the way. It was very good. And uh, yet I was convicted of my sin. I was convicted of... of uh, how I'd been living. And uh, somebody got up and gave a message in tongues. And I said to Nancy, I turned to her, I said, "Uh, they speak Hebrew here. And she said, no, I think think that's tongues. And I went, oh, tongues. Yeah, I've heard of that, tongues talkers, you know, seen something on some odd show about it or something. And then... Somebody gave the interpretation of that tongue. And I said in my heart, God is in this place and I got to get out. And I couldn't. I was locked into the, the pew. There were people all around me. And I mean, my wife and I were hippies out of the woods. And we were surrounded with all these people with the big hairdos, you know, back in the 70s, the church ladies. And, and yet they just loved us. And I couldn't get out, and I surrendered to the Lord right there. But let's, let's look at the book of Corinthians. Paul is speaking to the church at Corinth, and they're a little bit out of order. They're on the charismatic side of things. They're kind of excited about this gift of the Holy Spirit in their life, but they're, they're using it not in the right manner. So I, I just want to read this uh, in um, beginning with uh, verse... 18. I thank God, he says, that I speak in tongues more than any of you. Now, they're pretty proud of the fact that they're speaking in tongues. They're just doing it throughout the service. And he's saying, when you do this, you know, people don't understand you. It doesn't edify. It doesn't build up the church. It's for your own personal edification. In fact, it talks about in the Scripture, it says, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit, is to build yourself up in your most holy faith. But here Paul is addressing the church at Corinth, and he's saying, you're doing all of this, but it's not building the church up. So when you're together, you want to do what builds the church up, what edifies your neighbor, what builds your neighbor up. And then over in the book of Acts chapter 8, my point this morning is not just the speaking in tongues, but it says, you shall receive power... When the Holy Spirit comes on you, that is the real point. You can run around speaking in tongues all day, and you're going to get all built up and excited. But the point of the Holy Spirit is to empower you to be His witness in all the world. The point of the Holy Spirit is to empower you to overcome the difficulties of life. The Holy Spirit gives you the power to produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Just a little rabbit trail here. When I was in Idaho visiting my mother, my uh, sister and her husband uh, took me around to uh, the vineyards that are in the area. And um, seeing how the different uh, grapes are grown and produce different things and stuff. And um, a lot of the Idaho wines apparently have really reached, you know, successful awards throughout the world. And there's this one guy, and uh, he decided grapes grow best under difficult circumstances. He got a plot of land. And instead of staking the vines up and trimming them and all of this, he just started his vineyard, and they grow along the ground, and it's high desert, and the conditions are rough. The conditions are difficult. And then he started producing wine out of those grapes, and they became world famous because difficulties produce these great juices. Great fruit. Now, the power of the Holy Spirit is to enable you to endure difficult times and produce wonderful fruit in the midst of that. Too many Christians do not produce good fruit in the midst of difficult times. They scatter, they run, they flee, they, go, oh, what's You know, what's going to happen? And they don't have a clear understanding and a clear picture that God has called them to this moment, to this time, to be in this season, to produce fruit and be a witness of him in all the world. So let's look at Acts chapter 8. What is this power? When the... uh, uh, Where am I at? Verse 9, a man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years. He's good at his trade. He's well known as a sorcerer, as a conjurer. Amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be something great. Everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the great one, the power of God. They listened closely to him because for a long time he had astonished them with his magic." This was no average Joe. I mean, he was good at his craft. He was good at what he did. And he knew what he needed to do to continue to get a following of people. And when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there, and as soon as they arrived, They prayed for the new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that the Spirit was given, so something was evidenced, something visually in his sight, He saw power come on these people's lives. He saw things happen to them. He saw what an overall effect it had on an individual that he, uh, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given, when the apostles laid their hands on people, he offered them money to buy this power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that when I lay my hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter replied, may your money be destroyed with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. But he saw something. What did he see? He saw the power of God on a person's life, transform them right before his own eyes, greater than any sorcery he had ever seen, greater than any conjuring and magic he could produce, or any tricks that he had learned he saw this power from on high transform a person's heart life and mind so that brings me to lawn chair Larry lawn chair Larry's a hero in my book he's a legend you're not familiar with him how many googled it while I was talking so in 1982 this guy lawn chair Larry He's a truck driver, living in San Pedro, California, wants to accomplish something in life. He's bored with life, and he decides, I want to fly. So he, uh, one afternoon, he gets his lawn chair, just a regular aluminum lawn chair, and gets a bunch of helium balloons. And he hooks them all up, all these helium balloons, to his lawn chair. He gets his beer. And he's sitting in his lawn chair, and he releases that lawn chair. And he thinks he's just going to float along. Well, he literally rises to 16,000 feet. Airliners coming in say, we see a guy in a lawn chair up here. Now, if anything ever produces you or calls upon you to speak in tongues, I would think that would be it. Lawn chair Larry's probably given his life to Jesus, received the Holy Spirit, and is now speaking in tongues because he's at 16,000 feet, and he doesn't know what to do. But he did bring a BB gun, and he starts shooting those balloons, and he survived it. But I, I love the story of Lawn Chair Larry. It, it actually, I had it actually for another message, in mean, one in which um, Thomas Jefferson quoted, he said, pride, pride is more costly than anything else. Pride can cause us to rise to great heights. And then what? That's a message for another time, but I believe that it fits with Paul talking to the Corinthians. He says, you're taking pride in yourselves in this gift, but the gift is not for you. The gift is for the glory of God to the building up of others. I would like to finish with a a little video clip. There's a... A preacher that I really like, his name's Reinhard Bonnke, Um, I like some of his quotes. He preached in Africa for many, many years. Uh, One of his quotes, one of my favorites, is this woman came to him all the time saying, I'm troubled with uh, demonic spirits. They're harassing me all the time. They're continually harassing me. They trouble my thoughts, they trouble my health, they trouble my finances, they're continually troubling me. And his answer was, flies will only land on a cold stove. Heat that stove up and the fly doesn't land there. Get heated up in God, get hot on fire for God and those demonic influences will leave you alone. That was one of his quotes, another quote was, Somebody asked him, you have such great success in all your preaching and stuff. He says, I only go where there have been holes prayed into the heavens. What does that mean? He says, prayer teams go before him, start praying and praying and praying until they get a release. And there's heaven's release on that, that land, on that place, on those people. And then he goes in and preaches. So I would like us to just sit, Listen to this, and we'll finish the message with this. I think it's a very powerful word. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.